just I just went across to the Hobby Lobby and I've just seen a bunch of people posting gifts and memes of people waiting. <laughs> so I guess we t- we took we always take longer than we expect, but I guess we took extra long today. <laughs> yeah. Um, welcome to Beers and Banter. This is a Hobby Homies podcast where I mean, again, the name is self-explanatory. We drink beers and usually just talk whatever comes to our mind. It's usually hobby themed because yeah. this is a hobby homies podcast after all, where we talk yeah, war we'll talk about board something, gaming. Talk yeah. about something current from the week that we've been up to or it's more like what we're up to or locals or people in the Discord are doing. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um I'll 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 let them behind the curtain. The formula of this is we usually record our main episodes on a Wednesday night. Um, which we would then release on the Sunday. Yep. And then after we've done recording, some of the, sometimes those episodes take a bit of preparation or a bit of a bit of work from us to get them all organized and ready to go. So after that, we usually just kick back on our own with a couple of beers and just talk our talk our pea brains into exhaustion. Um, <laughs> exactly. Dude. And it's we're at the moment with lockdowns and stuff and just being super busy dudes in general, we actually don't get a ton of time to just kick back with each other and talk talk hobby like we used to when we lived down the road. Yeah. So, yeah. So, that's what that's what this is. We got... This is following on from a live episode. So, we've actually got a ton of Discord users in here with us chilling out. So, it's like a big old beers and banter with all the lads. Yeah. And So many people and have been females. sticking around. Whoa. And females. True. 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 So many people have been hanging around, which is surprising, but yeah, exciting. Yeah. It is awesome. It's, yeah. Thank you, alcoholic, foggy, Dave. His mouth dripping with rice. Is that going to say? <laughs> Flies. Close enough. Human tryhard, Jace, MJ, Moose, Rory, Shaz. <laughs> test. <laughs> test dummy or test the duck egg green lore master. The him. keeper of all hobby homies lore. That's him. Um, I'm curious, Shane, just quickly, as we start all these episodes similar similarly. Yep. What are you drinking and or what is the last uh, thing you've painted? Like what's on your hobby table? Okay. So, last thing I've painted is my... I've been working my way through my Necrons. So, I've finished five Warriors, like done. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> well, I mean, to tabletop. Yeah. And of course. They were yeah. Necrons. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They're silver, dude. Yeah. Um, and... On my hobby space right now, I have another five warriors, three destroyers, and one destroyer lord. Scorepec destroyers, the new the the new spidery leg boys. Yeah, 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 yeah. Your and, hey, yeah, your Necron collection. I don't want people to get confused. Shane's not a new Indominus only Necron. He's an old school Necron guy. I mean, he, Necrons was his first army since seventh edition. Ninety percent of your Necrons. Are the older models, yeah, and yeah. a lot of them are your first ever painted models and base. They models. really are, yeah. So I remember a while ago you were giving some of the old bases a bit of a touch up and stuff, which is cool. But now you're hitting your Indominus, you said. Yeah, yeah. I I sort of started rebasing the warriors. Um, I just did it on my own whim because I thought twenty five mil bases when their feet hang over each edge was a bit stupid. Yeah. Um, they really crammed them onto those bases, oh, eh? Didn't they? I, I don't know why. Maybe it was just like that's what troop size was or something. Oh, there must have been some reason, right? But 
yeah. now the standard is 32 mil, so I'm glad I started rebasing them. But yeah. I look at these old Warriors, man, and like I can see the brush strokes like in the paint. And oh, real? They're, yeah, they're just, they're bad. But like they're my first minis that I painted and they're in a whole unit, they're done. So I don't really, I don't really care too much. Um, yeah. Yeah. I'll make up I've, some sort of dynasty law. The fact that why half of them are painted differently than the other half. Some for bullshit. sure. Easy, yeah. dude. I mean, the others were just a little bit further underground than the rest of them. So. Exactly, dude. <laughs> done, done. Yeah. That's sick, man. That's yeah. cool. I can't wait to see your Indominus stuff. Yeah. It, it'll be it'll be great to have them next to each other. And like, I want to see like, because f- in my head, your, mod- your first models were awesome. Because like, for me, back then I painted like one or two models for an army. And I was like, I'm, t- I'm exhausted. <laughs> yeah. But you had like, I don't know how many thousands of points of Necrons. You had like tabletop. So, it was the Warriors, you had a Ghost Ark. Yeah. Two Ghost Arks, Catacomb Command Barge. Yeah. Um, you had wraiths. like a painted army. I was like, yeah. oh my God, it's amazing. Yeah, like fully painted. I had like at least a thousand points, probably more. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah, getting there slowly, slapping these together. I think I, I counted, I think I've got like four, 4,000 points of Necrons or something like that. Maybe more. Um, yeah. But yeah, yeah. So, that's... that's dope. What I've been working on, um, and I'm drinking now. I've been lately. I've been drinking the old Moon Dog Old Mate, which is a pale ale. But mm-hmm. I picked up a six pack of the Lager Moon Dog okay. Lager, which is um, which is very nice. Nice, yeah. There you go. Bit different. Shane and I have a contrast of uh, beers. I think we're. I mean, we're on the same spectrum. I mean, we're all on a spectrum. <laughs> <laughs> but you and I are on the same beer spectrum. Uh, if you've got the center, which I would say the center is pale ales, right? Yeah. And then the 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 far left is like, um, oh, I'm trying to think of a, which side. I'd say the far left is like IPAs um, or even sour pale ales, you know. And then the far right is like lagers and drafts. Yeah. What about dark ales? Where do they come in? Oh, further right. <laughs> Ugh. I mean, oh, great question because like. Some dark ales are more IPA-ish in their strength. Uh, yeah, I don't know, man. Almost like a... They're like the greens. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they're just like a party... Uh, the, the third party out on the wing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I feel like you're more... You sort of sit between pale ales and lagers, and I sit, be- sit between pale ales and IPAs, I think. Yeah, but like... I mean, you're not going to say no to like a... Oh, hell no. A dry. No, I wouldn't say no to... There's very few beers I would say no to, VB being one of them. Um, yeah. But I just, I smacked a Carlton Draft just before I started on these IPAs, so. Oh, yeah? You know, I, I guess we've got eclectic beer, beer tastes. Some would well, say I that's mean. no taste, but some would say that's <laughs> great taste. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Um, yeah. Any any kind of beer. I mean, as long as it's not cider. How do you rate the lager compared to the pale ale? Uh, not as highly. I think I prefer the pale ale. Yeah, um, the lager. Solid. I feel like it might it might have a richer taste. Okay. Yeah. More of a savor. Yeah. Savor lager. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. This one okay. especially. Um, but yeah, yeah. I just it's like it's great. Like don't get me wrong. I've already drank two of them. Um, yeah. Okay. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah well, settle down, dude. <laughs> settle down. And the rest. <laughs> it's a Wednesday night, man. Come on, hold on. <laughs> I mean, I started on the old mates before this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there you go. Fair enough, fair enough. Fair yeah, yeah. What, what, are you, I, what are you drinking and what are you working on at the moment? Well, as we've mentioned uh, on the Sunday episode coming out, uh, we referenced a few times my Rebels. This is a... I've been working on the Rebels. It's a big win for me because there's... I don't want to count them up, but I think there's about 34. One, two, three, four. There's about 30 models there that I've gotten to... That, I mean, they're finished apart from their bases. Yeah. So, I'm not sure... Like, I want to do some more research on the base sizes and legalities. And so, i got some plans. But anyways, I completely finished 30 units, which is... Probably more models than I've actually ever painted. If I think about it, I'm trying to think about all the models I've painted. It'd be close to 50. Yeah. And I just did these 30 in like six hours. And <laughs> it's actually got me super hyped because I'm like, if I can do this, when I when I put them on the shelf next to all my un, unpainted stuff, I'm like, it's actually a fair chunk. So, it's got me pretty hyped. I mean, I'm going to finish off the Star Wars as I finish building my last few custodes and then I'm just going to slam them with the airbrush because let's be honest, they're gold. No dramas. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, um, I'm pumped. I have taken a little bit of a break since slamming these dudes out and took a day off. So, forgive me. Ah, oh, well, you've done 30, man. That uh, deserves yeah. a little bit of a break. But I kind of yeah. I kind of find it funny that, well, I mean, funny is probably the wrong word to use, but you said you've painted 50 models, but then you've painted 30 in like six hours. Yeah, sorry. I meant previous to painting these 30... I'd probably only ever finished 50 in my life. Yeah, yeah, but but still, yeah. it's like you did more than yeah. half of that in, in, in a quarter yeah. of a day. <laughs> I know. And it was because I changed how I viewed painting, I think. Because yeah. I, 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 always, I always wanted my models to, if someone walked past and picked it up, that they'd look at it and go, hell yeah, dude, this looks great. Like, they pick a troop off from the middle of the squad. I wanted that to look elite, like above tabletop. And yeah. that's when I was, you know, spending like five to six hours per mini. And I was like, I just care so much more about building lists and playing the games and, and churning lists. And like, I'm more of a competitive player, I guess. Not even actually. I like the narrative side. I just want to get painted models on the tabletop, roll some dice with them, drink some beers, have some fun. Yeah. But again, I want them painted. But so... With that, like... No one's going to pick up your miniature and say, dude, this is terrible. Like, yeah. what are you doing? You know, exactly. because... <laughs> exactly. No, no one, for a start, no one is like that much of a dick, right? And then yeah. at the same time, if it was that bad, you'd be so ashamed of it. You'd probably melt it in the microwave. Yeah. And not to mention, like, I think previous to now, it was my own ego. I was like, I got to paint good shit. So, when people pick it up, they're like, oh, fuck, so good. <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> I was like, you know what? That's not important. If they um, if they picked up my Rebels and went, I mean, this guy could do with some edge highlighting. I'd be like, I actually don't care enough about this one dude that, I'm, that might rotate out of my list eventually. Yeah. To like... Whatever you say about him, I just don't care, to be honest. Yeah. yeah. Like, if he looks trash, eh, he looks fine from six feet away. I'm happy to play games with him. I think I'm just more in my own hobby skin. You know, when you go through your teenage years and you just care so much about what other people think? Oh, true. I feel like I was in my teenage hobby years where I cared so much about what people thought of my models. 
Yeah. And now I'm easing into my own skin and I'm just like, you know what? I like them. Fuck you if you don't. Exactly, dude. <laughs> and that's like, that's sort of how I paint. I paint to like what I like, a level that I like, you know, like I'm no golden damn winner and I probably never will be, but like, and I, I never expect to be able to paint that well, but I paint yeah. to a point and a style that I like, you know, my, my edge highlights are pretty chunky and sometimes it looks cartoony, but I like it. Yeah. I, I don't care. Yeah. You know, you can tell me everything is wrong with it, but I don't give a fuck. Yeah. You best believe I will too. I'll pick up your Necron models <laughs> and be like, oh, I didn't realize you were so bad when you first started out. <laughs> God, I don't know if we can be friends anymore, Shane. you would be like, bitch, I have a painted army. What do you got? A couple yeah, rebels? 30 <laughs> rebels? <laughs> hey, man. <laughs> my rebels. My rebels. That's all I have. Um, look, we talk about we talk about 40K heap. Let's be honest. Um, we do. And it's funny. I was re-listening. Can I hear my own child in my microphone? Uh, I don't know if you guys can, but I've got like a little um, thing where it, it everything that my mic picks up, it replays into my headphones. Um, oh, okay. Yeah, I can hear my child crying. So I can't hear. I actually have never heard. I I thought Link just didn't cry. In I've fact, never heard him cry. It's very re- like this is probably the fifth time I've heard him cry. Not bad. In in three months, I think that's pretty good. He sleeps through the night. Most people with kids absolutely hate me talking about Lincoln, which <laughs> is a good sign that he's an angel. So yeah. Um, I forget what I was saying. We talk about yeah, we talk about forty k a lot. There's some new things that have been flagging with me, and that's board games. True. There are some bloody good Kickstarters kicking right now. Um, I want to say it was MJ that said the new Blood of Plunder Raise the Black game was out. Blood and Plunder. Did did she mention that in the Discord, or did I, I just... I think so. Yeah, yeah, I know she did, but um, Final Dinosaur also mentioned something about it. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. there's a Kickstarter out for Blood and Plunder Raise the Black, and... I jumped on Kickstarter and when I did, I saw a heap of other cool cool stuff that I didn't quite realize was even being invented, let alone currently up for Kickstarter. Okay. So, first of all, the... I mean, you and I have frothed pirate games from the beginning. Oh, um, yeah, dude. And Blood and Plunder, I don't know anything about it, but it looks like you have all your crew loaded up on a ship each and it looks like you have a bit of ship combat, crew combat thing. Yeah. There's all these hard plastic... Um, sailor models with weapon and head options. Yep. And there's two massive ships, like big enough to fit, you know, 20 dudes on. And yeah, it looks dope. Anyways, yeah, man. I don't know anything about the game. I just like the minis. But again, I'm not going to, I'm not going to back it. If it comes to retail, sweet. <laughs> I've just got some stuff to work on. I want to get through my backlog. But when I jumped on Kickstarter, I saw the 7th Citadel. Oh, I don't know if you've heard me talk about a game called, um, I've actually, The Seventh Continent, yeah. which is kind of re- highly regarded as like one of the best solo slash co-op games. The only knock on it is A, it was super expensive and B, it, they only did a Kickstarter and then you couldn't buy it afterwards. Oh, wow. So... MJ said Kickstarter is a whole new level of hobby sinkhole for money. So, so true. I got a mate who spent three grand on Kickstarter projects six months leading up to his wedding because he knew after he got married, he probably wouldn't be allowed. <laughs> He's still... Wow. That was... He got married three years ago. He's still waiting on two of those Kickstarters. So, wow. 
Um, but anyways, anyway, the seventh, yeah. So the seventh citadel is a like redone version of the seventh continent that features around like a po- post-apocalyptic medieval fantasy world, as opposed to I think seventh continent was exploration island type thing. Yeah. And it's just one of those games where you've got a heap of random cards. So, you put like tiles down and you actually explore this place differently every time. It's just phenomenal. It's just a phenomenal game. Anyway, mm-hmm. I was like, I didn't even know it was out. It's got eight days to go. And I'm like, do I do this? Eight <laughs> days left? It's raised 3.5 million Australian dollars. Jesus Christ. And that is basically entirely off the back of how good the seventh continent was. And I think also it's that Games Workshop model where they they know now that when seventh continent says it's limited release, it's actually limited release and you can't get it again. Yeah, yeah. So, now everyone's just like, well, we're out. we've got no choice. We get it now or we don't get it at all. So, yeah. It's 115 for the collector's edition, which seems insanely good, to be honest. It does. Like, that's what you expect to pay for, like, the normal version. Mm-hmm. And yeah. the, when people backed the seventh continent and resold it brand new, it was about $400 and people were paying. If you saw it for under 400 you snapped it up. Wow. So, the fact that this is 115 I mean, this tempts me. This tempts yeah. me. Yeah. Yeah, and it's got eight days left. Eight days left, so I've got a good solid week to just sit on it, yep. think about it. I mean, no, not even for one fifteen. I'm probably not. I'm probably going to buy it right now. <laughs> probably going to back the bitch now. I don't know when it True. comes out, when it's released, all that kind of stuff. estimated delivery. Okay, okay, May twenty twenty two. Ooh, yep. Hmm, that's tricky. That's tricky. That's like a set and forget. Yeah. And one day you have a dope game at your door, I guess. Pleasant surprise. Yeah. 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 I almost think that means they've basically just done the concept art. Although, no, it actually looks pretty fleshed out. So, I don't know, dude. Anyways, there's one more game. It's called Frostpunk. I think you'd like this, Shane. It's got a, it's a, a million dollars AUD. Frostpunk. That's a game on Steam. Is it? Yeah. You, let, you fr- build around a furnace. Yeah, yeah, correct. That's this. It's Frostpunk, oh, the board game. There you go. Man, Frostpunk Just is such a, f- a fucking cool game. I love my, like, city sims and, like, strategy games like that. Dude. And it's such I a cool it. game. I knew you'd love it. You even know yeah. what the actual that the game is based off. Anyway, it's based off that. There's a giant furnace in the middle. Heat is everything. It's a survival apocalyptic kind of game. Yeah. Yeah, dude. So, if you could just go ahead and buy this one, and I'll buy Seventh Continent. <laughs> We've got a few board game apps, uh covered <laughs> true that's true very true um core pledge is 125 aud pretty good oh yeah not bad you get the board game Frostpunk, the board game the frost lander expansion all Ooh. unlocked stretch goals and pre-shading for the generator tower so there's actually this board game actually has um hard plastic terrain oh wow buildings and whatnot so i think you'd probably actually just completely skip the 120 24 pledge and go to the 210 dollar pledge oh yeah <laughs> which is uh appreciating for all for the miniatures expansion which is like i don't know it looks like 20 10 10 to 15 buildings yeah it's all appreciated which is basically it's like a zenithal sh- it's it's all monochrome yeah 
Um, it's kind of good enough to play the game from what I've seen. I'll, I'll may, you know what would help? I'll link this in the Discord for yeah. For slap it in there, and after this, I'll, I'll have a gander. Yeah, I think yeah, I think you'd froth that one. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I was just like, you know what? I haven't hit Kickstarter in a while. It's been, I mean, I, occasionally I hit it up, but there's not much on there. But it just seemed to be uh, just seemed to be absolutely flooded with good good stuff right now. Yeah, dude. Hell yeah. Um, by the way. I don't know if you asked me, but I'm drinking. <laughs> <laughs> I did, but you never answered. Yeah, yeah, sorry. <laughs> so, uh, all through our last episode, I was drinking the Bolter IPAs just because I just can't find a better beer right now. Okay. To be honest. It's it's tough bet- to split between the Bolter IPA and the Bolter Strong Pale Ale. Yeah. Um, they're both really good. But I've got this newer beer by Bolter called Hazy, which is the mango passion fruit an orange flavored flavored isn't the right word because it's like a it's an afterthought those flavors yeah um i don't want you to think that it's all those fruity kind of things it's it's an ipa <laughs> sounds with it yeah i know i know i really sold it as like a fruit punch <laughs> but it's not it's just a it's just an ipa um oh six percent okay it's not bad but it does. It does have like a fresher aftertaste. So it's good. It's real good. Yeah. Okay. Um, but yeah, I can't. I can't really get around like fruity beers. Like, yeah. 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 I, I feel that. I feel that. Yeah. I don't know. Like if if something says like, you know, this is a mango flavored beer, I would like give it a hard pass. Yeah. You know. Okay. I just like. But if it, I mean, if it has like maybe subtle like notes like after like aftertaste kind of thing like maybe yeah. I'd, I yeah. Would, yeah but I wouldn't go out of my way that's for sure yeah yeah fair enough I would if I were to try like I would have to trick you to drink this then probably but I would just say hey Shane it's an IPA you drink it you'd be like oh yeah it is and I'd be like and if you notice there's actually subtle mango citrus passion fruity kind of notes to it you'd be like you know what yeah Okay. I mean, like, I'd try anything. Like, if you just gave me a stubby and said, try this, like, I would. Would you, though? Knowing that I have access to the knowledge of beers like Batch um, <laughs> Coffee and Blackcurrant, and I just hand you a beer and I say, Shane, try this, and I got a che- cheesy grin on my face. Yeah, yeah. Like, as long, as, like, have a- <laughs> as, long as the can isn't already open, dude, then, then I'll try it. Because <laughs> I don't know what you did to it before that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Hey man, maybe I know how to reseal cans. You don't know. You don't know me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But look, during the uh, during the main episode, you mentioned that you've worn makeup in the past. Yes, you said you'd oh. elaborate. <laughs> so I don't know if you remember this, but in Geelong there used to be a club called Club Foreplay. Maybe no. a bit before your time, it became. What did it become? Anyway, it, it, it became like four nightclubs after that. It was underground. Oh, was that on the, like the main drag near where pop culture is nowadays? Yes, correct. Yeah, yep. I remember that was like called Toast once. Correct, um, correct. For like, yep. for like a week and then... Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah, I, I, I never went to that club while it was open. I went to like the other ones. Did you? I bet you went to the Nash. Yeah, yeah, yeah I was yeah. at the Nash a bit and then like and it always ended up at Home House. Oh, like, of course. 3am yeah so for those of you who aren't from Geelong yeah basically for the last 20 years there's been a few there's been two paths you can choose in life so 
you would usually start at a pub slash club and there's a heap of them in Geelong and you would always end up at about 3 a.m. at home house. It's because it was the only club open that was allowed to serve alcohol until 6 a.m. Correct. They had Correct. an old and really old liquor license, which was still valid somehow. And everyone yeah. else had to stop serving at like three. So everyone Absolutely. would just migrate <laughs> to home house. And, and no kick one on. wanted to go to home house. That's the thing. No. Like everyone was <laughs> like, it's just it's just for kids. Because between like ten and three, when everyone else was at other clubs or pubs or whatever, all the it almost felt like all the sixteen year olds were at uh home house. Yeah. And everyone was it would get to three AM and it was like, Look, dudes, it's it's call it and go home which none of us are feeling, no. or head to home house. And like, ugh, I mean, I guess we're heading to home house. Anyways, you got to go where the beers are flowing. Exactly, exactly. And like, there's a there was a few things to home house. You could like get into a corner with a nice booth, grab yourself a few beverages and just laugh at everyone else and yourselves. <laughs> yeah. But what was the point of the story? I've gone on a tangent. <laughs> <laughs> I can't remember, dude. <laughs> oh, oh, the makeup. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> so, club foreplay... Um, I did an underwear show there. So, basically, my friend was like, look, dude, we need underwear models. And three dudes have called in sick and it's in two <laughs> hours. And he was a good mate. He was like, all you got to do, right? They've got a, a few un- different types of underwear. You've just got to wear them, walk down the thing. You don't have to do like the poses or anything. You literally just walk down the thing. There's like two feet at the end of the... I guess you could call it a runway. It didn't look like what, <laughs> what I thought a runway would look. The catwalk, yeah, I guess. <laughs> you just got to stand there in those two footsteps. A light will turn green because there's like a, it's almost like a projector and all these different, you can't see anyone because all you can see is lights slapping you in the face. And they say that there'll be a light next to the big light that turns green. That's when you turn around and you walk out. No one's going to be looking at you. They're just looking at the underwear. <laughs> and it's and not even it's like an atmospheric thing. It's just it has to be there to make them feel like they're doing something funky and hipster. You know, it's sure not just went, a nightclub. They looking at the contents of the underwear. What's up? Are you sure they weren't looking at the contents of the underwear? I mean, they could have been. That's not. That's not. I mean, that wasn't my biggest concern. I wasn't. I was just like, I just hope I, because like it's. All you can see is these bright lights just slapping you in the face. And when I walked out there, I was like, all I hope is that I just don't walk off the edge. Like, I can't see the ground. <laughs> yeah. So, so I hope I just make it all out of here alive. <laughs> Anyways. Yeah. So, and when I got there, right, they were like, okay, cool. So, these are the three different underwears you got to wear. What we want you to do is wear this underwear under this underwear because we want to be able to sell this underwear afterwards. I'm like, that's oh, disgusting. God, that's fucked up, dude. So, I had like skinny <laughs> underwear underneath the underwear. Like a J-banger. Um, nah, it was like, it was thicker than that. It was basically just like 50%, 50-50 of normal yeah. underwear. <laughs> Anyways, uh, I was, I think I was 21 at this stage and... They're like, okay, also, we just need to lather this stuff on you that makes you look like you're evenly tanned all over. It's not a fake tan. It's just the way the light hits it. It reflects. It looks like you're all just tanned all over. I was like, well, that makes sense because I'm like, I'm two-tone. I'm like, my arms, I mean, have been outside, but the rest of my body just is white. Yes. It's the Arctic there. So, anyways, I was like, sure, whatever. So, I slap on the underwear and... And I walk out and I make it to the end and I'm just like, oh, my, this is the first time I've done anything like this. <laughs> Heart's beating in my chest. Absolutely terrified. 
just barely see the footsteps at the end. Light turns green, like they said, turn around, walk back, all good. And then it occurs to me that I have to do this two more times. (laughs) And there's like 10 dudes out there. I'm like, you know what? How long am I going to be here? (laughs) Anyways, part of the process was I had to put like makeup on my face and stuff so that I guess because I'm a, I was like a little nerd, supposedly, I guess. <laughs> they, maybe they're worried about like the light hitting my oily skin. So, they just like <laughs> lathered me up. And I yeah. I remember not quite knowing. Like, I remember just so much stuff was happening that night that for like three days, I had eyeliner on and just didn't know. And I when I figured it out, I just didn't know how to get it off. Anyways. So, yeah. Um, <laughs> cryptic That's- Coroner. His mouth dripping with flies. Arkham Leopard just said, I gave up makeup when I stopped wearing skirts. <laughs> so, hey man, that's good. I'm glad you gave up makeup yesterday. That's good. <laughs> I, for one, play netball, so I still wear skirts. But yeah, that was my makeup story. That, um, well, I'm glad you shared that. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I crossed it off the list. <laughs> you know what? In hindsight, makeup was probably the smallest part of that story. Yeah, yeah, dude. The fact that you were an underwear model probably trumps the fucking makeup. <laughs> you could have just said you're on TV because they put like makeup on anyone that goes on TV because it stops the skin looking so reflective. Yeah. Oh, maybe that's what it was then. I mean, I wasn't actually on TV, but there was like bulk lights hitting us. Like it was yeah, actually I, hot from I think the lights. That's it. Yeah. yeah. Oh man, like I remember back when I was in a band playing and the lights, like, you just start sweating just from the lights. They're just so fucking hot. Yeah. 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 Legit. It was, like, actual... I thought... I'm glad they slapped me... Like, they lathered me up with some sort of oil because I would get sunburnt <laughs> from this. True. <laughs> from these non-UV, uh, non-UV lights. <laughs> MJ asked, uh, is that why they call you Fox? And, yes, the halogen lights are boiling. Yeah, they were insane. And... <laughs> No, that's not why they call me Fox, believe it or not. Actually, very few people know that story. <laughs> now, Just a few select people that happened internet. to be at Club Foreplay on that night. <laughs> Club Foreplay? Fuck you know what? The name doesn't help the cause, does it? No. <laughs> yeah. God damn. God damn. Well, uh, yeah. yeah. I don't know where to go from that, dude. Um, <laughs> uh, no, only place to go is down. <laughs> yeah. Well... Uh, Look, I, 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 as always with these episodes, I like a couple of points just to just to talk about. Yeah. Um, okay. So, what would you change about your hobby mentality from your first couple of years into the hobby? <laughs> <laughs> You're still laughing at my comp four play adventures. Yeah, I'm just trying to think of how I'm going to recover from that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's it's spent me years trying to recover. <laughs> um, yeah. Funny you funny you ask that. Following up from our episode that's coming out Sunday, my mentality over the last few months around hobby has shifted. And if I could go back in time to like year one me, I would say, I wouldn't say buy less stuff. I wouldn't say stop buying armies. I wouldn't say stop buying different systems. I would say stop caring about this preconceived idea of you that you have of other people like what other people think of your models. Yeah. Paint models so that you can get them on the tabletop, play games, and you'll have so much more fun playing games with like fully painted armies. More so than you will um, care about having well-painted models. You know, if I could just 
take because it might like seeing all these painted Star Wars Legion things right next to me is just like a huge motivator for me right now. And if I could just go back and say, dude, you can paint this in six hours if you don't care that when someone picks them up, they're going to be able to find imperfections. Yeah. You know? And I would be like, you saying I could do this in, in like two days? <laughs> and I'd be like, hell yeah, dude. Yeah, easily. Dry brush, base coats. There's no... I didn't put second coats on any of this, dude. So, actually, that goes back to zenithal highlighting. Super important. Gives you nice smooth coats. Yep. It's easy to paint lighter <laughs> colors over lighter, lighter zenithal. Anyways, yeah. That's what I would say. Stop caring what... Because that, that idea I have in my head of what other people think of my models doesn't exist. No. Nah. Most people would look at this army and go, nice, dude. That looks cool. You know, I found, I think that like... Um, the people we there's far less that guy in the hobby nowadays than there used to be. Yeah, yeah. I I think most people, as we've learned from our Discord users and you know just our hobby hobby homies in general, is like everyone is just super awesome, super chill. Yeah. But there's like you get nothing out of it by by putting someone down and saying their painting is bad. Like you get nothing out of it. So. So why yeah. would you even bother? You know, yeah. like why not bring someone up by saying like, you know, good work, man. Like even if, like you know, you can look at it and you'd be like, I can paint better than that. Like, there's <laughs> always different levels, right? Like from beginners to advanced people, there's always someone who's better than someone else. Yeah. Um. But like, there's always just a bigger because, fish, dude. Yeah, exactly. But like, just because you know that they're not where you are, doesn't mean you should put them down for it. You should encourage them and, and say, good work. Like, you can. Sometimes I think like criticism, criticism, people we give it with good intentions, right? Like someone might say, "Oh, yeah. you know, good work," but like next time maybe try this. It's all about how you say it. Like, yeah. Sometimes it's is, good just to say, "Good work, man. Keep it up." Like you don't need to tell them what's wrong with it. Yeah, and I think it it also comes down to what you are okay with yourself. You know, I know a lot. I know a few people that have told me before. Uh, you know, maybe instead of doing this, you could have done this. Yeah. And I'm like, you know what? That's not the feedback I want. I just spent six hours on this. Maybe you could just, I mean, I guess it's my ego. I'm like, maybe just tell me it. Tell me what's good about it yeah. so that I feel encouraged to do it again. Exactly. But I'm also like, that person doesn't mean bad. They just know that if it was them in their mindset, they're trying to get better. So, they just want to know what's wrong with it. They know what's good. You know, they're yeah. experienced. They just want to know what's bad. They want you to tell them, fix this, could try this. And they're like, yeah, great idea. Awesome. I didn't think of that. Yeah, I thought that was bad. I'm glad you reaffirmed that with me, you know? Yeah, yeah. I, I suppose but, that's true. So, I think that's their mindset. When I think whenever you get criticism, it's safe to assume that it's coming from a person who's fine to... Like, they want criticism in their models. Yeah. But you're right. Like, I think the default for me is... Assume, unless someone asks, hey, guys, what could I do better? I just... Yeah. I look at models and I can always find stuff that's good. And like... Oh, of course. Even if it's their first time painting, the cool thing about mini painting is that only that person could have painted that model exactly like that. Yeah. That's the beauty of art, I guess. You know, you can look at, pick up one of these crappy rebels that are done. Pick my worst one. You could have every, all six billion people try and paint the same colors, same scheme, no one's going to get it exactly the same as I did. Only nah. I could do this one. Yeah. You know? 
it's yours it's unique you know yeah that's what yeah. i thought about uh in fact i oh man i wish i had done all my blues like this anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, um yeah 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 dude that's good question it. i forget yeah. what you asked me but good question <laughs> <laughs> well i mean i'll answer my question I was going to ask you your question, but I can't exactly remember what you asked me because <laughs> I went fine. on such a tangent with it. <laughs> no, no. Yes, what would you like go back? Yeah, yeah. It was yeah. like half an hour ago, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> what would you go back and tell year one version of you what you know now to them back then? <laughs> <laughs> that about sums it up, dude. Yeah. Uh, I, I would encourage Shane to buy other brands of paint than just Games Workshop paint. Because, like, I look at my collection mm. and I have got, like, a hundred and... I think it's, like, 130-something pots of GW paint, right? I've got almost one of everything because that's yeah. all that I was exposed to, you know? Like, yeah. our local was the Games Workshop, and, of course, they're going to sell their paint, right? I don't, I don't blame them for that because that's good business practice. But I would watch YouTube videos and uh, admittingly most of the time it was Duncan and again he's using Games <laughs> Workshop paint of course but I wish I had have bought some of these other colours that I, I I'd seen earlier yeah like it's not until now and like these paints go a long way especially if you use a wet palette especially mm-hmm. if you use a wet like I've got paints that like I've used heaps and I've still only used like half a pot yeah um don't get me wrong. There's paints that I'll I'll always keep using, like Mephiston Red. Like that's my favorite red. Mm. Um, but like yeah. there's other paints which I've started experimenting with, like a lot of Vallejo stuff that I wish I had have started with earlier. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, yeah, tricky too because locally there wasn't heaps available to us. It's only been in this last year that Guff has sort of like gotten a, a lot of other brands. Yeah, um, and. Like recently, I've just really, I, I've kind of had a had a color in my head that I want to use, and I've got the GW paint for it, and it's like a perfect match. Yeah. And then like I find G like Citadel paints are actually really really good, and I oh, feel like because of their their price point, people kind of just hate on them. Yeah. Like oh, even then though, of- like six bucks, it's not that bad. Yeah. Like especially how yeah. long it lasts. Like with the wet palette I use this Citadel texture applicator which is like a little spoon thing right and like yeah. I'll scoop that out like I'll like, man I'm using like fuck all like a pin pinhead size drop right on my wet palette yeah. and it will last me like all night if I'm just painting obviously something small right but yeah like it just goes for miles like yeah it really yeah. does it's it is funny I mean like I, I don't have a my my opinion isn't valuable in this regard because I don't paint tons but I always do find it funny that people that paint maybe as much as I do complain about Citadel paints and the cost per mil versus like Vallejo, which is, it's minuscule. We're talking dollars. Yeah. Um, when they're never even going to use more than 50% of that paint bottle. So, yeah. it's like, well, I mean, when we're talking price point, what are we really, don't, don't talk price per mil if you're not using no. every mil, you know? No, that's right. But... But at the same time, yeah, I wish I had... Like, there's some phenomenal... I love using the um, Vallejo Metals, uh, yeah. the Vallejo Model Airs, because you could just strap straight on a palette. It's almost like a contrast paint for metallics, you know? Yeah. But, yeah, interesting. Yeah. We were exposed only to 
Citadel early and we thought we're painting 40k stuff we've got to use Warhammer paints surely right that's yeah. how it works yeah but then I, I even tried to apply the same logic to my Flames of War stuff I bought Flames of War paint and I'm like it wasn't until yeah. like a week later I'm like I have these same colors maybe like okay maybe like the, the grey mm-hmm. like the German grey and all that was slightly different but like I had I had blacks I had greens I had tans I had skin tones and I'm like, I went and bought it all because it's like Flames of War branded, right? Yeah. I was just like, yeah. why? Why do I do yeah. that? Yeah. <laughs> I think yeah. it's because, like, I wish a, lo- a lot of, some painting tutorials do 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 this. I know I said do do. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, but I feel like a lot of them say, oh, I use, use this paint, then this paint, and then this paint. Yeah. And that's how you get this nice transition. Yeah. I wish more of them had, would say, like, use a like teach you more i guess about the properties of the paint and be like use a cooler red something like this from vallejo or this from citadel like to give you an idea so if you've got a p3 red you're like actually this does look a lot like that citadel paint he just mentioned or whatever you know yeah i have used mj uh just posted in a discord a paint range compatibility chart on dakadaka.com i have used this so much for exactly what I just mentioned and which is wow. why she posted it. I've so, never seen this before. Oh, man. I see this. This is awesome. It's really, really good. Yeah. And it's, yeah, it's like when they say, I washed it in Agrax Earthshade and I'm like, crap, I don't have any. But then I'm like, well, you know what? I do have Strong Tone or, yeah, Strong Tone, which is the um, army painter equivalent. Yeah. So, I'm like, sweet, that's on the chart, you know? Or when I'm like, I need an orange paint and I don't think I have a good one. And then I'm like, oh, you know what? No, I do. I have Towelite Orca because I've got a billion Citadel paints just like you do. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, that's a really good chart that um, MJ just posted there. Nice. It helps when someone says, I'm using this paint. And you're like, well, I don't have P3 paints. Yeah. So, you just like have a little, does this have P3? It does. Privateer Press. Not many, <laughs> but I've got a couple. It's got a couple. Yeah. But, you know, you are right. It is it is good to use other paints because they've got other properties to them, different consistencies. Yeah. yeah. I wish yeah. I wish I had have not gone... Instead of having 200 Citadel paints, I would have liked to have just 100 and then like 50 Vallejo and, 50, you know, 20 P3 and then like 20 Army Painter. Have yeah, a play around. Exactly. Yeah. Like I, I started using um, Flames of War Black, which... I'm pretty sure it's just like a rebranded Vallejo black. Um, yeah. But it's, I just, I don't know, the, I just love it so much more than Abaddon black, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It just goes on better, has a, you has see, a better final effect. It's not, it's like, it's not as like, um, uh, shiny, what's the bloody word? Not a satin. Satin? Yeah. 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 Whereas I like when I'm doing blacks, I like the satin. Yeah. You know? Whereas yeah. some people don't. They like the more matte finish or... Yeah. You might find some colors in some ranges are a bit more chalky and, and some are more satin. Some are more glossy, you know? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But you only know that once you start playing around with them. So, yeah. That's yeah. it, dude. That's a good tip. That should have been in your hobby tips. Uh, <laughs> well, I, hobby I tips thought episode. of it when I was writing the tips. I'm like, oh, well, this is kind of... It's kind of a tip, but it's kind of not a tip. So, let's just slap it in for the old beers and banner. True, true. 
Yeah. Was there anything else I was supposed to mention on beers and banter? Sometimes I'm like, oh, we'll talk about that next week. And I'm like, I forget all the time. <laughs> By the time next week rolls around. I think, True. I feel like okay. the makeup story is fine. I think we're set. Yeah. Well, I've, yeah. I've had I've no further research into the Primaris Endowment. So, I mean, lots of further research, but no further <laughs> results. So No, which just requires um, more research, dude. Exactly, dude. I'm working on it. I'm tirelessly... <laughs> My fingers have been worked to the bone. I bet. <laughs> searching for this stuff. Yeah. But yeah. I mean, yeah. Yeah. I mean, look, to be honest, beers and banter could go for three hours because it could. Once you put a beer in our hands and um, each other in front of us. Yeah. I just want to quickly say MJ says she prefers Vallejo to GW and a dollar cheaper per pot adds up. GW washes though are amazing. That said, I have heaps of both. Yeah, great, great points. I'm I'm fifty fifty. There's some days, some weeks where I'm like, oh Vallejo, why do I stop using you? <laughs> and then some weeks where I'm like, oh man, for Citadel, I've forgotten how good you are. SMS, um, a foggy highway said is okay through an airbrush, straight out the pot. There's no better to be honest. So there's all these brushes. I mean brushes, no, <laughs> paints for different <laughs> applications. So yeah, yeah. There is a different paint for every job, really. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Anyways, we yeah. best skedaddle, I suppose. We, we best. We best. All right. Thanks, Thanks everyone, for, for everyone tuning hanging in. around. Yeah. No, no, you, yeah. you say it. There you go. No, you say it, dude. <laughs> no, you say it. You hang up first. <laughs> Thank you to all our listeners listeners who have stuck around for the beers and banter. Um, uh, just a reminder, you guys, we do love episodes first Wednesday of every month. 7 p.m. Australian Eastern Standard Time, Australian Eastern Daylight Time. Daylight Savings has been a big thing in Discord for the last couple of hours. <laughs> and will um, continue to be as long as it exists. <laughs> but Melbourne Time, 7 p.m. If, if that's the easier way to think of it, just Google oh. what time is it in Melbourne. And it's, if it's 7 p.m., we're on. Is that, for, is that an app? If you type in Australian Eastern Standard Time, will it not differentiate... Oh, of course. I don't the whole believe East so is, because yeah, yeah, all right. Queensland is still using standard time, I think, and we're using daylight savings time. Interesting. So it's fucked. Oh man, so much. Yeah, so much more research fucked. is required. Yeah, because yeah. <laughs> like, are we universal time plus ten or whatever it is? Yeah, is it GMT ten plus ten? Yeah. yeah. Sorry, GMT it's plus ten. Yeah. So are they plus ten as well? Well, what they're probably like plus nine or? now because we're or are we plus eleven? No, we should I mean, have spent more time talking about this. We should. Th- you know what? <laughs> we'll do more research. And oh, Rory has it right there. Rory's we are facts. now GMT plus 11. Are we really? Yeah, but yeah. how is someone Googling, you know, if they if they search up, I guess if they go time zone in Melbourne. Oh, we are plus 11. Okay. Oh, God, that's a headache. That's that's next <laughs> that's next week's episode that we won't talk about. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that we'll forget to talk about. <laughs> exactly. All right, fam. Thanks for sticking with us. Thanks for listening to us ramble about whatever we just talked about. Thank you, everyone. Nilly.